Welcome to the Path to Mindset Mastery. My name is Brad Bizdeck. I'm a mindset strategist and coach, inspirational speaker, and creator of Appreciation Academy. And I'm curious if right about now you're starting to fall back on those New Year's resolutions. You had these really, really big goals. You wanted to achieve them. You were super excited about them. You got your hopes up about them. And then all of a sudden you started to know the, notice the motivation start to wear away. That's happened in my life more times than I can even count. I can't even begin to tell you the amount of times I've set a goal, gotten excited about the goal, gone after the goal for a couple weeks, and then it's faded out and fizzled away and disappeared. And that's what I wanna help you prevent today because guess what? You, whenever you make a resolution, it's deciding, deciding to resolve. You're making a decision to stick with it until you're seeing it as it's already done. You already believe it's done, but when a lot of people set resolutions, they state preferences. They say, I, yeah, you know, it'd be nice to lose some weight this year. Or you know what, it'd be, nice to, uh, it'd be nice to earn more money this year. And here's the thing about that. When you say something that, like, that broad or that vague, you're not going to actually achieve the goal. Why? Because think about this. If you want to make more money this year and I were to give you a penny, you have more money. That's how that works. You gotta ask intelligently for it. So a lot of people just state their preferences. They don't actually resolve to make it happen. And that's what we need to change here. And you can use this for any goal. It doesn't even need to be a New Year's resolution. It can be anything. But a lot of people set these goals and then they fizzle out. And there's, there's a couple of main reasons why that is. The first thing is that we've lost connection with why we're doing it. Because if you don't have the motivation to go after something, it's not that the goal is necessarily bad, it's that you don't have enough reasons. It's always a matter of reasons. Write this in your notes, reasons come first, answers come second. So for example, uh, I learned this from The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. If I were to, it's, it's something along this, the lines of this, I'm gonna butcher the actual uh, story, but try this out for me, right? If I were to lay a two by four across the ground and say, here's $20, walk across that two by four across the ground, would you do it? Absolutely, you do it for 20 bucks, free 20 bucks, amazing. But if I were to put that same two by four between two 100 foot buildings and say 20 bucks if you walk across that, would you do it? No, definitely not, right? You wouldn't do it and if you're like, well, maybe if it's 100 feet, I'd be fine. Okay, fine, 300 feet, right? But you get the point, right? You wouldn't do it. But if your kid was in the other building and the building was on fire, would you walk across that two by four now? Absolutely, in a single second, even if there was no money involved. You'd find a way to do it because you have a reason for doing it. So it's always the fact that reasons come first, answers come second. It's never a lack of ability. It's a lack of resourcefulness. It's never a lack of money, a lack of time. It's a lack of your resourcefulness. For example, like I just gave the example about the two by four, but let's say that there was, um, you found out that you needed your kid to get this prescription medication by, by midnight tonight. And if you don't get that prescription medication by midnight tonight, that kid would die. Your kid would die. But that prescription medication is $20,000. Could you do it? You wouldn't, it'd be easy. You'd figure it out in a second. You'd beg, you'd borrow, you'd steal, you'd rob a bank, you'd find a way to keep your kid alive, right? That's because you have what's called resourcefulness. You have a reason, you'll think more creatively. But what happens when we set these goals is we start thinking in terms of what could go wrong. We start thinking about, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I know enough people to hit that goal. I don't have enough time to hit that goal. And we start talking in a negative cycle. And that negative, when you talk in a negative cycle, you don't see any of the opportunities to create the goal. You don't think of any creative solutions. You just focus on what's negative, but there's creative solutions all around you. You're just not in a resourceful state. So my question for you is, why did you decide to set this goal? What is that goal gonna do for you? How is that gonna change your life? Because it's not the goal you care about, it's the person you become along the way, right? So 
I want to take you through, I'm going to teach you what's called a seven levels exercise. And this is what I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients. We don't have time to go through the whole thing right here, right now, but I'll tell you what it is and then you can do it yourself. And big note with this is write it down. Don't do this in your head. It will not work if it's in your head. I'm telling you right now, it will not work if it's in your head. So what's the seven levels exercise? You have your goal, you know, earn X number of dollars, help this many people, whatever it is. Why is that goal important to you? And write out the reasons why that goal is so important to you. And just, just write out whatever comes to your mind. And then once you finish that writing, then you ask yourself, okay, why is that goal? Why is that answer important to me? Why is that why important to me? And then you answer that question. Then you go, okay, why is that why important to me? And you go a minimum of seven levels deep. And the reason you go seven levels deep is because a lot of times we start on the outside, right? We start with like, oh my gosh, financial freedom would be amazing. It would change the game for me and my family. I'm going to give you guys a little surprise. You don't really give a shit about financial freedom. You think you do, but you don't actually give a shit about financial freedom. What you want to feel is worthy of success. You want to feel like you deserve something or something like that. It's so much deeper than what you originally thought. So much deeper. So when you go through these seven levels exercise, you'll, the seven levels exercise, you'll start to notice that first and foremost, you in the beginning, it's all kind of external stuff. But as you go through the exercise, it gets more and more internal, focused on you, focused on what you really want to create, right? So let me give you an example of my life. When I started the, uh, the seven levels exercise for creating my program, Appreciation Academy, when, um, when I did that seven levels exercise, I would, I would say, okay, why is that important to me? And I said, I just want to create financial freedom for me and Janice so we can get to have the childhood that I never got to have, right? That's what I would say. But then as I went through the exercise and I went through down seven levels deep or more, I realized that the reason I'm doing this is because I want to finally believe that I'm worthy and that I'm enough. That's motivation. That's real drive. And that will keep you on fire for any goal you have. And it's lasted now since I started my business over, over two years ago as the, at, at the time of this filming, right? So it's, it's been a consistent fire. It's never gone out because I focus on why I truly want it because reasons come first, answers come second, and I'm super specific about the goal. The second thing is to come from a state of contribution. Come from a state of contribution. We have our why, right? And that big why, that will be the fire that pulls us because there's a big difference between push motivation and pull motivation. Push motivation is willpower, forcing something to happen, and it's great, it gets you started, but it doesn't last because it leads to burnout. Pull motivation, that's when you have that internal fire, that internal why, that internal drive. And that internal drive, that'll pull you towards a dream. That's great, you got that now. But now we wanna come from a state of contribution. And this means that human beings do so much more for other people than they ever will for themselves. So much more for other people than you ever will for yourself. Think about it, and what, when do you feel better? Would you feel, more, would you feel better if you received a $100 bill for Christmas or if you gave a $100 bill to someone in need? You'd feel better if you gave that dollar bill away. Right? So we need to come from a state of contribution. And a great way to do this is to start thinking about the mission of what this goal is going to accomplish. And a great way to do that is to start thinking about, let's say you have a business or a product that you're trying to sell. Is to think about, okay, where were you emotionally, not just in your life, like not your story, but where were you emotionally before this business product idea came into your life? Were you depressed? Were you anxious? Did you feel so alone? Did you feel like you were overwhelmed? You didn't have any idea what, which direction was up and you just felt stuck. Like, where were you before you started this business or product? Emotionally. And write all the answers down of where you were emotionally. And then write your answer down to where are you now? Now that you've found what that business or product is and you've gone through it, you've gotten results with it, what do you feel now? 
what is a, what emotional state are you in now? Are you, do you have a sense of community that you never got to have before? Do you feel fully alive? Are you happier than you've ever been? Right? And write all the answers down. And look at those two lists. From those two lists, you should start to identify what you want to contribute to other people. Because guess what, guys? We want to contribute things that we care about. That's what we want to contribute. We want to contribute things that we deeply care about. And chances are, not always, but chances are, it's something you've gone through yourself. Right? So, for example, um, one of the people that I work with, I work one-on-one with a handful of people every year. And one of the big pain points of her life was that she felt so alone before starting her business and her product. And now, she feels like she has a sense of community and a sense of purpose in her life. And so her mission is that I'm going to help other women to never feel alone, give them that sense of community and that sense of purpose in their life that they've been missing so long, for so long. And that lit her on fire. And now she has somebody to contribute to that's bigger than herself. That's how you find what your mission is. And if you do both those things, you have your why and you have your mission, you'll be unstoppable. But there's a, there's a third pillar and that is emotional consequence. Emotional consequence. Everything we do is driven by our need to either avoid pain or to gain pleasure. Everything we do. So, for example, if you ever procrastinate, it's because you think that taking action would be more painful than doing nothing and you experience less pain by doing nothing. That's procrastination. That's what it is. So, everything we do is driven by our need to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. And guess what? Avoiding pain is probably a stronger motivator than gaining pleasure for most people. Not always, but for most people. Avoiding pain, because think about it, would you rather do more to earn $20,000 or do more to prevent $20,000 from getting stolen from you? You do more to prevent the $20,000 from getting stolen from you. So pain is a great motivator. It causes us to move. If you touch a hot stove, what happens? You pull your hand away. Pain is a great thing. It causes you to move. But most of the time, we're just unconscious to this. And we have the cultural conditioning or societal conditioning pain linked to taking action. Right? We think like, okay, if I start a business, I'm going to be rejected. If I start a business, people will think this of me. Right? And we have that perceived pain. And that's important. But most people, what they do is they choose short-term pleasure over long-term pain. They want to avoid that initial pain of someone saying something negative about them. They want to avoid that initial pain of putting in the time, the late hours, all that stuff to create their business. They want to avoid that pain. And they choose that short-term pleasure of avoiding it, spending more time with their family, but they end up with long-term pain. They end up with long-term pain because they don't go against what they know in their soul they're meant to do. That's what most people do. 99% of people do that. That's why 99% of people don't have their goals. What we need to do is take pain and make it conscious. We need to take this pain and start using pain instead of pain using us. Okay? And how we do that is we, say, we look at the goal, we look at the mission, and we say, what will it cost me emotionally if I don't do this? What will it cost me physically, financially, spiritually if I don't do this? And I want you to think in terms of next month, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And I want you to think in worst case scenarios, be graphic, be vivid. And if you're getting dark, get dark. The darker, the better. Like the more like just scary, the better. Because if you have that time where you have so much pain linked to something, you will change it. You will find a way to change it because you know in your nervous system it's too painful, you won't go back. For example, if you've ever been in college and one night you had too much to drink and you threw up from that too much to drink, whatever that one drink was, and how many of you have a taste aversion to that alcohol, right? You feel it in your nervous system because, for example, I can't drink SoCo right now, ever, right? I can't drink it because I still have this feeling in my nervous system of SoCo equals pain because I drank so much of it one night that I puked everywhere, right? And so 
Same will happen in your life. If you start linking pain, that's the, that's the throw up, to not going after these big goals and big dreams, you're not going to want to believe that you can't do it anymore. You're not going to want to not take action anymore. You're going to take action and you'll be on fire because you know the consequence if you won't, if you don't do it. Does that make sense? Those are the three pillars of how to set a resolution and actually make it stick. So number one, to recap, is to, is to reconnect with why you did this. Go through that seven levels exercise. Number two is come from a state of contribution. Once you have your why, then find your mission. Come from a state of what you're trying to contribute to other people because that will start to pull you towards your dreams. And number three is to link so much emotional consequence to not doing this that you have to do it. And when you do those three things, you will never give up on a New Year's resolution or any goal. It'll be so easy to go after your goals because you know the consequence. Most people say, I know I need to lose weight. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know I need to do my invites today. I know. Well, here's the problem with that. Anyone who says I know and I know their way out of something means literally just means you don't know. That's all it means. Anyone who ever says I know I need to is telling me that they don't know because I know literally is just you have a conceptual understanding of what would be nice to do. But when you link emotional consequence to that thing of not doing it, you'll just do it. You won't say I know because it'll already be done. That's the power of emotional consequence. So I hope you got a lot out of this today. I have a favor for you guys. Um, if you found value in this podcast, head to my podcast on iTunes. Um, it's the Path to Mindset Mastery by Brad Bizjack. Go there, give it a written uh, review, a written review and a rating. And if you do a written review and a rating and you send me an email at brad at bradbizjack.com, I will go ahead and put enter you into a raffle to win a $50 Amazon gift card. That's just a thank you for your time and for, uh, for putting, it, putting the review out there. So, But it's got to be star rating, whatever you feel is appropriate, a written review, and then email me telling me that you did it. And if you do those things, you'll be entered into a raffle to win a $50 Amazon gift card. But either way, thank you so much for tuning into the Path to Mindset Mastery today. My name is Brad Bizjack. Go out there today and every day and live your life with a genuine smile on your face. And when you do, it becomes very, very easy to hit these big goals. I'll see you next week.